This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Unconventional Gal, Forging Your Own Path, with me, your host, Cherokee. Is anybody else having, like, a crazy, insane week? I don't know what it is. So... Today, I went to my ENT. I'm having problems with migraines. I know I've talked about this before. I had a follow-up with my ENT. My doctor's office is on San Pedro. No, San Pablo. (laughs) This is where I got in trouble. My doctor's office is on San Pablo. It took me to San Pedro. So I was like a half hour late to my appointment with a specialist who's in like crazy high demand And I think that just threw my whole day off. But the good news is my sinuses look great. But yeah, I don't know. It's one of those weeks. I think also we've had a crazy weather swing in LA. We went from like 50s and raining to 80s. It was actually 90 degrees yesterday, but it's oddly cloudy. I don't know what's happening. I think maybe it's like a weird barometric pressure change that just makes everything feel weird. I think that's also what's making my sinuses feel weird. I don't know, you guys. I hope everyone else is feeling okay. I am feeling very happy, though, because I feel like life is starting to slowly return to normal. So many of my friends are vaccinated as well, so I've actually been able to see friends. Speaking of friends, my topic this week is all about having sensitive friends. I wanted to kind of just define sensitive because when I was asking on my social media for stories and questions, people were like, what do you mean by sensitive? So the definition, according to the Merriam-Webster dictionary of sensitive is easily hurt or damaged, especially easily hurt emotionally to delicately aware of the attitudes and feelings of others. B, I don't know, I went from two to B. That was weird. Excessively or abnormally susceptible, hypersensitive, sensitive to egg protein. (laughs) All right, so maybe not so much that. We're not talking about your friends that are sensitive to egg proteins today. We're talking more about emotionally sensitive. I think somebody else uh, used the term, oh, empathic, people that are empathic. I'm not sure if I would lump what I'm talking about into empathic people because I can kind of be empathic, which basically means like if somebody is feeling bad or you're, or there's bad feelings around you, you kind of absorb them and then you feel bad that way as well. I think that is more of a sensitivity to the things around you versus being like sensitive emotionally. And so today I'm talking more about people that are sensitive emotionally. So in my research about this, I wanted to kind of... Um, you know, just Google and search around and make sure that I wasn't being offensive to anybody or hurtful to anybody in any way. So in my research, I found out that there is actually a sort of psychological diagnosis for this, and it is called an HSP, which is a highly sensitive person. So this has actually become a a thing. I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, diagnosed as a medical disorder or a medical 
I don't know what you would call it, a thing, <laughs> but it is definitely something that people can identify with and it is something that exists. It is not something that is all in your mind if you are a, what some people call an overly sensitive person. For me, I think I struggle with sensitive friends because although I am empathic and I can sort of take on the feelings of people around me, I myself am not highly sensitive. I can be described as being a little rough around the edges. I can be a little abrasive. I'm definitely a know-it-all. And I push and I argue and I like to debate. And so I think for people that are sensitive, I can be a, a tough friend. I'm also all about the tough love. I tell it like it is. I'm very honest. I can be brutally honest, but you know, I, I also know I when I'm dealing with a friend that is more sensitive, I use kid gloves a little bit more. But when I have friends that are more like me, that are the more type A, honest, rough around the edges type of friends, I am fully myself and fully brutally honest. But I can also, you know, take that in return. But I think because of that, because of my my personality and, and just sort of like my natural demeanor, I have a, a tough time making close friendships with people that are highly sensitive. Like I was saying, my tolerance for sensitivity is definitely higher with my friends that are sensitive and lower with my friends that are a little bit tougher. But I just feel like, especially in close friendships, you know, it's different in, in acquaintances and I have so many acquaintances and, you know, especially in my cherry doll face world and doing hair and makeup and doing facials and doing all of that. I am, I'm very sensitive and I'm very, tell me what you need and I'm going to baby you. And cause I feel like in those roles, that's kind of what people need. It's, it's why people come to me because they just want to be heard and they want to be told that they're right. And that what they're feeling is valid. And so that is, those are the, the shoes I put on when I'm dealing with clients in a more professional way. And you know, a lot of my clients have become acquaintances. A lot of the photographers I work with have become acquaintances, but I have a very small circle of actual close friends. And so I feel like in my close circle, I am doing my friends a disservice if I am not honest. If my friend says, do these jeans make my butt look big? I'm not going to be like, yeah, you, your butt looks huge. Take them off. But I'm going to be like, mm, maybe let's find a pair of jeans that are a little bit more flattering. So it's like being honest without being hurtful. And that's kind of the path that I find myself going down most frequently. But I expect the same thing in return from my friends, my close friends. I want that honesty back, you know, without brutality, obviously. But I think highly sensitive people don't know how to give that honesty. And they also don't know how to receive that honesty. And it doesn't even have to be about, you know, physical things about yourself, but it can be, you know, maybe if you're in a relationship and you're with somebody that's not treating you well, me as a friend, I'm going to say, that guy's a fucking asshole. What are you doing? Break up with him. You're beautiful and you deserve better. And, you know, with somebody that's highly sensitive, that can be taken as, you know, maybe being insulting or being hurtful, where from my perspective, I'm giving it because I care about the person. And so I think that's a lot of it too, is some things are lost in translation, or I think things are misinterpreted depending on your view of the world. And it's not even that one side is right or wrong. It's just that you're seeing, it's like you're seeing things through different colored lenses. That's kind of where I'm at, you know, as a friend and as a human and somebody that's ever evolving and working on myself is trying to find the balance of honesty and empathy. And, you know, I have a, a pretty easy time with empathy with being able to put myself in people's shoes and feel how they're feeling. But then the hard ass part of me is like, okay, I get you're feeling this way, but now like 
pick yourself up by your bootstraps and like keep on moving because that's what I do. That's my personality. So I have a hard time, you know, when people sort of wallow in sadness or in in difficulties or in life changes or whatever, sometimes I have a hard time being sensitive to that. And that's where I need to grow as a human and as a friend and as a partner. And, you know, that's why I'm in therapy and working on those things. So, you know, my advice, if you are the non-sensitive friend to a sensitive person, is maybe try to get to the root of the sensitivity. So, you know, there's definitely people that are just sensitive in general. I definitely have friends that are just sensitive. They always kind of feel attacked and they always feel like if you are not seeing things exactly how they see them, that you're not on their team or that you're mean or, you know, there's just people that in general that are, you know, maybe HSPs that are just highly sensitive in general. But there's also people that are just sensitive to certain things. And that might just be that whatever is causing the sensitivity is a trigger from some previous trauma or some previous experience. You know, when you're in a friendship or a relationship with somebody long-term, it's work and you need to learn the other person And I think part of that is learning, you know, how the other person kind of ticks. And in that are the things that might upset another person or trigger another person or make somebody sensitive. So, you know, for example, let's say somebody has experienced childhood trauma, whether it is molestation or being abused or whatever it is. And now they're experiencing something similar in a relationship. And you as a friend are like, fuck that, be strong, uh, you know, and you're being kind of like tough with the friend, but they need a little bit of sensitivity because they do have this past trauma. So it might not be that they're just an overly sensitive person. It might just be that they're sensitive to this one topic because they have that trauma. And, you know, a lot of the time people experience traumas or have post-traumatic stress. These triggers or these things that cause this this trauma reaction are not things that this person is going to talk about. It's not something that once you become close to a friend, they're going to be like, oh, by the way, I was molested when I'm sick oh, by the way, I was molested when I was sick, so please let's not talk about that. Like, that's not something that's going to come up in a normal conversation. So maybe that's when you sit down with a friend and go, hey, listen, I know when I said this, I really upset you. I kind of want to understand why, and I don't want to upset you in the future. Can we talk about this? Maybe probe into it deeper. And, you know, I've definitely been in also romantic relationships where there's certain triggers or certain things that make the person upset. And I think this also goes hand in hand with having partners and friends that are willing to open up and be honest because if somebody isn't willing to open up be honest then you're not going to know their triggers so it's not really your fault when you trip over them I guess because you know you can only do as much as you can do and, and we're not mind readers I think that's the thing is trying to get to the root of the sensitivity is a really big thing and it, especially if you're on the fence of mm, I don't know if I want to get close to this person or I don't know if I want to continue this relationship or this friendship because of the sensitivity, I think it's really, really important to understand why the person is sensitive. And it might just be that they just are sensitive all around and they're just not the right person for you. But it might also be that there's some trauma there. And, you know, in those conversations, you can try to figure out how to help the person loosen up a little around whatever it is that's making them oversensitive. It might even be that they're oversensitive about something that's not even that serious. Like the, the, the root cause of it might be something that's so silly that they just kind of like need to talk about and get out of their system. Obviously, if it's like a deep trauma, like, you know, abuse or assault or something like that, that's one thing completely. But if the trigger is to something silly, like in fifth grade, they tripped and 
embarrassed themselves like their skirt flew up and they showed their underwear to the school and so now like when you talk about underwear your friend gets sensitive I don't even know this is <laughs> I'm stretching here but I think you guys probably understand what I'm saying is sometimes there's things that will make somebody really hypersensitive and it could be something silly that just needs to be like talked about and gotten out in the open so I think that's why it is really important to talk about these things but also too if it isn't something silly or if it maybe is something you think is silly but your friend does not think is silly that is that is triggering to them you need to understand how to be sensitive to those triggers and again if you choose not to continue with the relationship or friendship because you can't be sensitive to those triggers that's fine that's one thing but if you continue in the friendship or relationship you have to understand you know the things that might hurt the other person and even though you don't think they're hurtful it doesn't mean that they're not being taken as hurtful or you know triggering some sort of hurt reaction in the other person so that's the thing too I think in this whole vein of if you want to be sensitive to somebody or not is knowing yourself and how much you are willing to bend the needs of your friends I think that's where the line between friend acquaintance kind of sits between friend and acquaintance. And you know, there's also levels of friendship as well because you have your super close inner circle, then you have your good friends, then you have your like fun time friends, and then like acquaintances are just people that like are on the periphery of your life. So I think with acquaintances, you don't have to worry so much about this, but I think when it comes to friendships, this is really going to define where your friend sits in how willing you are to bend the needs of your friends. So for me, like my best friend best friend in the world, Caitlin, who was on here talking about pregnancy loss a few weeks ago. She is a more sensitive person. It's not a bad thing. She's just a soft, lovely, sweet person. And I am the rough around the edges. And I think that's why we work so well as best friends because we're very yin and yang. And so with Caitlin, I am definitely more sensitive to how I present things, how I talk to her, how I approach. Like if she says something that I'm like, oh, fuck that. Like, you know, with friends that are, are a little bit more like me, I would approach it in a way rougher demeanor. But with Caitlin, I'm always a little softer. And that is because she's my best fucking friend and I don't want to lose her. And she's one of the most important people in my life. And it is worth it to me to be a little softer with her and bend my personality to suit her personality. And that is why we have like a 20 year friendship. Would I do the same thing for somebody that is not as close of a friend? Maybe not. I think I also lose patience a lot faster with friends that are not as close of friends because the thing with Caitlin is that we give as much as we take with each other. Just, I mean, she's my sister. And you know, the same thing could be said for my sister's sister. But the thing is with my actual sister, Shay, I am tougher on her because she is my sister. She's family. She's not going anywhere. She doesn't have a choice. She has to be my sister forever. So I think I'm a little softer with Caitlin than I am with Shay. But I also think that Shay is more rougher on the edges like I am where I can say something to her like, you know, I think what you're doing is stupid. You know, I can say it in those words and she's not going to take it like I'm being hurtful or insulting me. And even if she gets mad in the second, 10 minutes later, it's forgotten about. So I think that's, you know, it's just a different dynamic with those two people that are both basically the same closeness to me, the same love in my heart. But, you know, I approach them a little bit differently. The closer you get to somebody, the more sensitive you have to be to them. And if they are, you know, a little bit 
tougher. Maybe you don't have to be as sensitive, but you still have to be more sensitive than you would be with your other tougher friends. Because the thing is, is the closer you get to somebody, the more you're sharing of your life, the more vulnerable you're going to be with that other human. And you have to learn to be sensitive. And, you know, I know empathy is really hard for some people, which is not hard for me, but sensitivity sometimes is hard for me. But the thing is, is even if something is hard for you, it doesn't mean it's impossible. And that's the whole point of being human is learning how to live around other humans and bend to the needs of other humans. And that is the only way to create successful, meaningful relationships. And in that vein, you also have to examine how much does that friend bend for you? Because it is a two-way street. Well, here, so here's a perfect example. I had a friend that was very needy. She was going through a hard time with her partner and they split up and it was really traumatic and she had experienced a lot of loss in her life. And so me and my group of friends like all banded around her and it was like, what do you need? Like we were trying to help her get housing. She stayed with one of us for a little while. It was like texting all day, every day, all hours of the night, just because you knew she needed that support. And so it was like, of course, you're going to be extra sensitive to this friend that needs you in that moment. Then when I went through my divorce, not that long after, it was crickets. Like there was no, how are you? Do you need anything? Can I help? And I'm not the type of friend that really like reaches out when I need something. I don't tend to be needy with my friends. But you just kind of know when someone's going through a divorce that life probably isn't the greatest. And so I think that was eye-opening to me was that I really bent and was extra sensitive and extra there for this friend who then in return disappeared. And that made me re-examine that friendship and we are no longer friends. I think that's the thing is making sure that it is a... 50 50 relationship because if you have a really overly sensitive friend that's always laying shit on you and expects you to always understand their sensitivities and always be sensitive to their needs in return and to not you know hurt their feelings and do this and that but then they're not there for you in any way in return that's just a parasite really that's not that's not a friendship i think it's worth it to bend and to you know work on your behavior and work on your sensitivities and all of those things for the friends that do those things in return it has to be a 50-50 and that's the thing too is knowing if it's worth the compromise in the dynamic of your friendship so is it worth being extra sensitive and being there all the time and kind of walking on eggshells and and being careful of what you say and for some people it's just a lot of work you know i have friends that are more work than other friends, but none of my actual close inner circle friends are more work than they are worth. And I know that sounds terrible, but it's true. Like not everybody, I don't know. I don't think everybody is meant to be friends with everybody. And some people, it's not that the other person is bad. It's just that you have to put in so much work to be friends with that other person that it's just not worth the effort. I don't think you, at those times, sometimes I don't think that you're getting back enough to make it worth all of the work. Especially for me, I find as I get older and I get tired easier and I don't have as much time in my life and I'm focusing more time on my relationship and my career, I just don't have the energy to put in like crazy amounts of work. But I I also feel like I'm at the point where I have a solid circle. I have a solid inner circle. I'm not looking for new friends. And I think that's the thing too, you know, especially when I first moved to LA, 
I've always had Caitlin. She's a solid. I've always had Shay. She's a solid. But, you know, you need friends where you live. And I've talked about this before of, like, making your inner circle in your proximity. I think it's really, really important. And so in those early stages, I definitely put up with a lot more from my earlier friends because I was trying to cultivate friendships. I was trying to be patient and trying to kind of suss out. I definitely have friends that, you know, were kind of shitty friends, were a lot of work, were a lot of drama. I held on and it turned out great. And now they're some of my closest friends, you know, as we grew up and changed. But I also had friends through all of that that I tried to hold on and then it just didn't work and it was for the best. And we went our separate ways and we were not meant to be friends. So, you know, you just have to figure out like what is, where are you in your life? How much amount of work are you willing to put into relationships? And how much are you getting back from those relationships you're really putting all of that work into? The other thing too is, with people that are overly sensitive is knowing when to give them space. And that's my thing is that I'm a, I want to deal with this right now. I'm not a space kind of person. I'm a confrontational person. So if something is going sideways, if there's a conversation that hits me funny, you know, I've had this, when COVID hit, I had certain friends that were like out there living their life like crazy. And I was frustrated and upset and angry. So I want to confront it right now. And I want to talk about it right now and get it out of the way. And then we can like continue on with our happy friendship. I don't like holding on to things. And I feel like when people take space. It's just like holding on to stuff and it just makes the tension worse. So it's my natural instinct to like push, push, push to try to resolve things. But I think sometimes highly sensitive people get really overwhelmed quickly. And it's not that they want to prolong it. It's that they need a second to step back and actually like breathe. And I I guess I would equate it to anxiety, which I also don't have. You know, I get anxious like any other person gets, but I don't have clinical anxiety or generalized anxiety disorder. So I think highly sensitive people can get anxious a lot faster and overwhelmed a lot faster where they just need a second to step back and regroup. And whether that second is a literal second or an hour or a day or a week or a month, whatever it is, I think you need to be sensitive to your friends that need space and know that not everyone is willing or capable to deal with things right now. Like you may be able to, like I am able to. And that's another thing that I've had to be able to sort of reckon with in my mind. And that's the thing too, is sometimes I'll have these, you know, butt heads with friends and (laughs) butt heads. (laughs) That is two words, butt heads, not buttheads. <laughs> but you know, when I butt heads with friends and have disagreements or whatever, I get it all out and then let it go. Whereas sometimes sensitive people will sit on it and think about it and they need time to sort of ruminate. And then it gets brought back up again where I'm like, why can't you just let it go? But it's because they never had resolution in the first place because the process is a little bit slower. So I think that's another thing that you kind of have to keep in mind when you are friends with um, highly sensitive people's Also, just kind of my last point before we get to a story and some questions is that there's nothing wrong with highly sensitive people. There's nothing wrong with, you know, highly sensitive people as a whole. There's nothing wrong with really anybody that has their little quirks. And, you know, yeah, we all have things we can work on. And there may be highly sensitive people out there that are so overly sensitive that it interferes with their interpersonal relationships and jobs and all of that stuff, which, yeah, then maybe, you know, it's time to seek a little help and figure out how to get on top of the things that are causing you problems. Just as I have depression, there's nothing wrong with me that I have depression, but there are certain things that come along with my depression that I have to get a handle on. But that doesn't mean that every highly sensitive person is a right fit in your life. And that's kind of where I'm saying there's nothing wrong with the person. They might just not be 
right in your life. They might be way too sensitive and that sensitivity is never going to change and it's always going to cause friction with you and it's always going to cause stress with you. And it's just, it's okay to let friendships go. And I just want everybody to know that it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean the other person is a bad person. Sometimes friendships just don't work out. And I'm actually going to do a whole podcast on breaking up with friends because this is something that I think is really important and really useful. And I think it is essential. I do not think that friendships are meant to be forever. And so I definitely want to do a podcast just about that. If anybody has stories or questions related to breaking up with friends, please send me a message. I'm always compiling for future episodes and um, follow my socials. My socials are at the cherry doll face on everything, Instagram, Facebook. So if you want to submit questions or stories for a future podcast, be sure to follow me on my socials. So now we are going to take some stories. Also, thank you for everybody that has reviewed my podcast. I actually just got my first official that I know of review from a man. I know I talked about in, I've talked about in many previous podcasts about, I only have like a 2% male following according to my analytics and my one of my two percenters apparently he is sheetrocking his basement and so he binged all of my episodes while sheetrocking his basement which I think is probably the best thing I ever heard and that gave me a little giggle so thank you to my friend out there my man friend out there that um is binging my episodes I, I appreciate you listening and I appreciate also all of my male followers across all of my networks I know that I do not tailor my content to men but I do appreciate I think I appreciate even more the men that follow me because I'm not just I'm not kind of trying to dangle that nudity hook out there to like get the men's so it's not a it's not a very obvious follow when men do follow me which just makes me think that they are good stand-up sweet nice lovely men that are just following me because they think I'm funny or think I'm interesting or I don't know maybe just like to see my hair and makeup who knows still appreciate all y'all Okay, so uh, sad story. I switched my Facebook account from the new version to the old version because I couldn't find my analytics. And apparently when I did that, it glitched my Facebook page and I lost every post on my Facebook page back till November. Because of that, I lost my submission post for stories about this podcast. I had a bunch of them and I had not written them down yet. So I resubmitted or I re-asked for submissions and I only had one story come through. So there's one lone story today from Karis Kizzle Shaw. I am the sensitive friend. I lose a lot of friendships through it because I also understand how hard it can be to have to constantly reassure someone. Basically, I was always considered the weird kid. I was a girl that had two brothers, so liked boys, toys, and playing rough games rather than making up dance routines and perfecting handstands, not handstools, handstands. In school, you're always encouraged to play with the kids that sat on their own. So different kids often came to talk to me, but these kids were always mean to me. It was very obvious they were talking to me because they were told to, not because they actually wanted to. I've kind of brought that into my adult life though now and find myself always wondering if I'm annoying people or people are talking to me because it's the polite thing to do or because they actually want to talk to me. If I don't share an interest with someone, I basically try to convince myself to like one of their interests. On the reverse of this, I get compassion fatigue really quickly. I get fed up of trying so hard to make a person like me that as soon as I feel like they aren't trying to make me like them, I give up. So for sure, I am the sensitive friend and a very toxic person to be around, which I completely understand why people don't want to be around me. First of all, let me tell you, you are not a toxic person, not a toxic person at all. You just have a quirk in your personality that is not right for everyone, just as those other everyones are not right for you. So please don't think that you are toxic or that anything is wrong with you. You're just different. 
And there are people that are like you that are different in the same way that you are. So you're different, but you're not alone. I think that's the other thing too, is the whole, you don't share an interest. So you try to convince yourself to like their interests. I think that's kind of a normal human thing. And I think especially when your interests are a little bit on the outskirts of the norm, like let's say your interest is like taxidermy or underwater basket weaving, which I haven't talked about in so long. So, you know, if you have interests that are outside the norm, it's going to be harder to find people that have similar interests as you. I don't think that that means that you don't have things in common. It just means that maybe your hobbies are different. I also don't think that that means that you need to sort of change what your hobbies or interests are to suit someone else. I think there's lots of things you can find common ground with humans that don't necessarily involve interests. I have friends that have completely different interests than me, but maybe, you know, we came from this uh, similar background or like perfect example, when I was in esthetician school, I had a lot of friends there that we did not have the same interests or the same hobbies or the same lifestyles at all, but we shared the commonality that we were in school together. And it's the same if you have like coworkers or, you know, you take a workout class and you have friends there. So there's always going to be some sort of commonality. It doesn't necessarily always have to be interests. And I do not think that you have to bend yourself or what you like or what you're into to fit in with other people as well. I totally understand compassion fatigue. I have the opposite of compassion fatigue. So you feel like you try really hard to make someone like you. And if you feel like they aren't trying hard, then you give up. I feel like if somebody tries too hard to make me like them, it makes me push away because I'm like, just be yourself. You know, especially in my cherry doll face world, I have a lot of people that will meet me in person or try to sort of be friends. And instead of just being themselves, it's that try hard thing. It's that they want to talk about all their vintage and they want to talk about who they know in the pinup world. And they want like, it's that feeling of like, you're trying to impress me or you're trying to talk to me about what you think I want to talk about versus just being yourself. And honestly, I would say most of my friends all of my friends really are not really in the pinup world, are not really into what I'm into in that way because I just, like I value people outside of that world and and I don't like that feeling of somebody like trying really hard to sort of get in there. And I think that's a little bit unique because I do have a, a, you know, a little bit of a following. And so there's a little bit of that like popularity chase with me, but I definitely feel it in friendships too, where it's like somebody like, you know, thinks I'm nice and funny and wants to be my friend. Well, I'll talk about this more in my breakup with a friend podcast, but I I had a friend that just like tried so hard all the time. It was exhausting. And that made me push that friend away. So I think if you are the person that tries really hard and you try to be friends with somebody like me, that's a, like, it's polar opposites. It's like trying to put two sides of the magnet together that want to repel against each other. And sometimes that's just another example of people that maybe weren't meant to be super close friends. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, let's get some questions. First question is from Allison Riker. I am definitely a sensitive friend. How can I feel less like my interactions are a burden? Well, I think the nature of being a sensitive friend is always kind of feeling like you're a burden. I think that's kind of what defines your sensitivity maybe. Me as a not overly sensitive friend, when I have friends that are like, oh, I'll just leave you alone then or you know, that, that kind of thing, I always am just like, knock that shit off. Like, you're not bugging me. You're fine. Just give me a minute. I'm busy. You know, especially like friends or, you know, people that will message, message, message over and over and I don't have a time to re- time to reply and then they get sensitive and then they have like this whole argument with themselves before I even look at what they're writing. And usually I just say like, relax, everything's fine. We're good. Give me a minute to catch up. I'm just really busy. So um, 
I think just how can you feel less like your interactions are a burden? Just know that your interactions are not a burden. If if your interactions are with real friends, they're not a burden. And also, you know, just be sure to examine your own behavior. I do it with myself. Like, you know, am I being overly analytical of of what's happening here? Like that's me examining my own behavior, being a little rough around the edges. Like I have to examine, okay, am I being insensitive? Am I being rude? Or am I, or do they have a right to feel like I'm being mean? Or do I just feel like I'm being honest? And I think you have to kind of examine your behavior on the flip side of that of like, okay, am I being like too sensitive? Like, do I need to take a step back and be like, okay, maybe I'm misinterpreting this. So I think it's just a give and take. But I really think that if you are, if it's a real friend, your interactions are never a burden and you just need to get out of your head with that. At Jen Jen underscore Rivers says, how to deal with someone that is always negative but gets upset when you address and set boundaries. So I have this experience as well with friendships. And, you know, I have a few friends that are just as rough around the edges as me and just as brutally honest and tell it like it is and push back. But then when you do the same thing in reverse to them, they are overly sensitive. And that can be really tough. And that's where I have a hard time because I feel like if you can dish it out, you should be able to take it. And that's why, you know, with friends like Caitlin, I am more sensitive because she's sensitive in return. Like she's never aggressive to me ever. That's not in her personality. So I give her, I kind of reflect back at her the way she, you know, comes at me. But when you have friends that are just as aggressive as you are by nature and they expect you to be sensitive in return, that can be really, really tough. And I think setting boundaries... especially if it's somebody that is aggressive, to be equally as aggressive back to them to show them, hey, listen, you give this to me. You need to be able to take it in return. And just be honest. Just have an honest conversation. Don't be super aggressive or super rude, but just be like, hey, listen, I feel like you push at me and you pick at me and you're really brutally honest with me, but I feel like when I am in return, you get sensitive. So either you need to be less like that with me or you need to allow me to be as like that with you. There has to be balance. But I just think really just honesty. And you know, negativity is another thing. Friends that are always negative that like, you know, I have a hard time with that too. People that are always like, you know, life is really hard. And then I go, okay, well, this, this, and this. And they're like, no, but this, this, and this. And it's like the Eeyore syndrome. I think that also too, sometimes it's just a personality thing where you, you got to love them or you got to leave them. At Red Siren 749 said, how to deal with a super close, super sensitive friend that feels left out when not included immediately. So I think this is one of those where you have to examine if they're just overall sensitive to everything or if they're sensitive to being left out for a reason. Are they an only child? Are they part of a really big family where they're kind of the black sheep? You know, what was the the growing up experience like? Were they abandoned when they were really young? I think maybe you have to figure out if the sensitivity is coming from something, like if you're triggering that sensitivity or if they're just sensitive because, I don't know, they want to be as close as you are. And that's the other thing too is like, are you a threesome friendship where maybe you and so you and friend A are hanging out more than you and friend B and friend B is the one that's sensitive and maybe she's sensitive for a reason or if she is feeling left out for no reason again examine why maybe have a conversation with her like what is it that's making you feel left out and be honest with her like hey I love you friend B as much as I love friend A like I don't understand why you are feeling left out what can I do to make you feel left not make you feel left out. That'd be super mean. (laughs) What can I do to make you feel less left out? I think it's really just a matter of having, you know, like in all of these situations, just having an honest 
conversation. And that's the thing too, is if your friend is so sensitive that you can't have an honest conversation, I'm not saying being brutally honest, but just confronting it. If your friend is so sensitive that you can't have those kind of conversations and you need a resolution that will only come out of those conversations, then that's your answer right there. That means that that friend is not the right friend for you. All right, last question is from buttertoast underscore B. Is it mean not to want to deal with it? I don't like the feeling of walking on eggshells. This goes back to breaking up with friends. No, it is not mean to not want to deal with it. It's not mean to not want to deal with any kind of friend if it is too much for you, for your mental and emotional capacity. It's not mean. It's just how much you can take. Obviously, if like your friend's mom dies on Tuesday and then on Wednesday, you're like, oh my God, her grief is too much for me to bear. I'm not going to be friends with her anymore. Okay. Yeah. You're an asshole. Like, don't do that. Don't be that friend. But if it's like, you know, a friend that for a year just like dumps everything on you constantly and you can't be honest with them and it's always a fight and it's always a crying and like, yeah, like that's a lot. And that's not mean if you don't want to deal with that. That just means that it's too much for you to handle. You also have to make sure that you're taking care of your own mentals. You have to make sure that you are okay and you are capable of, you know, being a good friend and a good partner for all the other people in your life. And if you have people that are just like life sucks, it's not mean to not want to put up with that. So I will address that in my future podcast all about breaking up with friends. Man, I feel like these podcasts always go so stinking fast. If you guys have suggestions for future podcast topics, please email me. My email is the only cherry doll face at gmail.com. Again, I am also always taking submissions for your cherries confessionals, all of your deep dark secrets. If you want to send a anonymous submission, you can text me. It is 818-640-7188. All of that is also in the show notes below. All my contributors are also in the show notes below. Thank you to everybody that asked a question and my one lonely human that gave me a story. I'm sorry to those of you that tried to submit and Facebook fucked it all up, but you know what? Technology. So anyways, like always, don't be an asshole. And until next week, here's me waving like a maniac. Bye everyone.